0: The ultimate aim of communism will be to destroy family, and now the tool to destroy family is evidently the current totalitarian ideology of gender, so-called gender.
1: Hello, my friends. We are coming to you from Washington, D.C., for this very special episode of the John Henry Weston Show, where we are very, very pleased to have with us Bishop Athanasius Schneider, all the way from Kazakhstan. And uh, he's here also, obviously, in the United States, uh, visiting this blessed country, blessed by his presence here, too. So you're going to want to stay tuned for this very special episode of the John Henry Weston Show. of 2022 was 25 years these one ounce silver rounds are available from our partners at st where you can fulfill all of your silver and gold needs in this perilous time may god bless you and let's begin as we do with the sign of the cross
0: excellency in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen, amen.
1: bishop schneider thank you so very much for joining us welcome to the united states we're so glad to have you here thank you So you have been doing a lot of things, a lot of travel, a lot of things. You've been taking up very serious issues in the church today. Um, We are seeing things go on from the United States in particularly Africa, but a lot of pressure on different nations to accept an ideology that's being pushed with a kind of a religious fervor. In uh, I, I just spoke with uh, Jason Jones a little while ago. He described it as Mother Teresa didn't demand before she would help the poor that they would first recite the Nicene Creed. Yet America seems to be now demanding before they give food aid to
0: poor countries that they accept the creed of LGBT. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yes, this is a very clear sign that we are already in a kind of global totalitarianism with political power. Because this is evident, because the mainstream social media, they're all in the hands of these world elites who promote actively and aggressively the gender ideology, which is basically a neo-Marxist, Ideology. We have to state this. We have to unmask this. These already Marx and Engels, they wrote their ultimate aim of communism will be to destroy family. And now the tool to destroy family is evidently the current totalitarian ideo- ideology of gender, so-called gender. And this is In its root, uh, you mentioned this has a religious character, it is atheist, I would even say, because it is a revolt against the creator. And so we have to state this and to warn people and to organize a worldwide alliance of resistance, of good people, of good will, of common sense, even non-Christians must help us to stand up against this neo-Marxist globalism ideology. Now, one of the things, as
1: a shepherd of the church, I know it's been, your, it's been very difficult for you, but what's going on in the church needs the voice of the shepherds, of the successors, the apostles, in, in a way perhaps it never has before because there is such confusion um, in the scriptures we hear talked about eschatologically about I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. We have a lot of confusion coming right from Rome today, whereas Catholics in the past often had you know, surety coming from Peter and his successors there's now so much confusion. We're back to times where maybe in the early scriptures, the disciples talked about, well, I'm, a, I'm an apostle, or I'm a disciple of Paul or of Peter or of someone else. But there was surety in Peter. There was supposed to be. There's supposed to be. Yet today, we find ourselves in this time where we're thinking, oh, am I a follower of Pope Francis and, or, of Pope, or, or of Father James Martin or of this other Cardinal Miller or whomever? Because it seems there's such disparity. I know there has to be unity, but it seems the disparity is everywhere. What are Catholics today to make of this?
0: First, of course, God gave his, to his church the foundation and the visible sign of unity, which is Peter, the Petrine ministry, which will remain always in the church. This is our Catholic faith. Uh, but God permitted... It is a mystery, an enigma, that the chair of Peter occupied people. In some times in history, it was rarely, who did not promote the clarity of faith, like Bob Honorius and other cases, rarely, thanks be to God. But today we see that people, clerics, churchmen occupied the most high positions at the holy see and who are collaborating with the current world ideology to undermine the clarity of the divine revelation (laughs) especially to promote doctrinal relativism it means that is to say that the truth is not is changeable and this is Uh, contrary to the all divine revelation and to transforming the Christian faith, the Catholic faith, as one of the items in a supermarket of religions. And then to, in some way, cowardly yielding and collaborating with the powerful elites who promote gender ideology. This is it has to be to state, and we have to pray uh, that our Holy Mother Church will again shine in the entire world, the Sea of Peter, as the Cathedral of Truth again. It is currently eclipsed, as we would say, obfuscated, but it remains the chair of Peter. We have to pray for the Pope that he may again regain the clarity, uh, this, all the necessary gifts of the Holy Spirit to again to start to do his task. That is to say, to confirm, to strengthen the, the bishops and all the people in the clarity of the faith without any ambiguity, without any signs of collaboration with the current ideology. And so what we have to do, you asked, in this situation? It was a, a saint in the fifth century, Saint Vincent of Lérin. and he gave in his famous commonitorium book a rule. He said, what shall we do if will come a time when even those in authority will promote novelty in doctrine, or if the novelties in doctrine will so much spread that the majority of the church will accept this. What we what we shall do? And he said, we shall stick to the antiquity, to, to that what the Church, before the crisis, always taught. This is a rule from the 5th century, which all the generations of Christians later observed. And this we have to observe evidently also in our time. So, we know what we do. We have the old crystal clear catechisms. We have the crystal clear teaching of the magisterium, especially before the Second Vatican Council, on uh, let us say, the uniqueness of Jesus Christ, the uniqueness of the Catholic Church, the, the necessity that every Christ, every human society and government must obey God and Christ and must proclaim Him as the King. It is evident that the divine revelation. And so on, to keep zealously the, the, the purity and the dignity of the holy liturgy and the Christian life. And this we know. We have these documents. We have these catechisms. So we stick to this and, do, and pray that God may shorten this time of obfuscation and again grant us courageous, 100% clear Catholic popes as the canon of the Roman mass says, catholici et apostolici fidei cultores. So those who cultivate, who defend the Catholic and apostolic faith, and this will come again, we have to have have this conviction and hope God will provide. Therefore, we have to pray uh, instantly, with much trust and confidence, With love and pray for the Pope that God may illuminate him and that the Lord may finally grant to his church, to our Holy Mother Church, again, strong, courageous, holy, Catholic popes and bishops.
1: the church, in her faithful anyway, are experiencing in this time of great confusion, especially over these issues, is our own family members, our own children, or our own brothers and sisters, or our own aunts and uncles, and even parents sometimes, they're adopting these new beliefs as if they are the church, and they're, now we're labeled as bigots or haters, and, and, and uncharitable And I feel you might have some connection to that because you've experienced your own brothers in the faith, in the Episcopate, in Germany. We just witnessed this vote in Germany among the bishops, 38 to 8, with 11 abstentions, in favor of the blessing of homosexual unions. So you understand that almost from a spiritual perspective, that sibling, you know what I mean, the the brothers in faith who are your brothers in in the Episcopate as well, like apostles of Christ— sort of going away from the faith this way. Can you tell us what you do for them and how maybe relate that to what parents for their children or, or you know, people for their siblings or whatnot, family members and friends, close friends, who are falling away in this way, but they think they're not falling away from the faith. They think they're being Catholic, more Catholic than you,
0: in fact. Yes, this is a phenomenon which took place, for example, during the so-called Protestant Reformation. So these heresies, they were spread slowly. And so those who simply yielded and wanted to have temporal advantages, clergymen, they accepted this. And this is basically a betrayal of their baptismal vows, which they promised to keep pure, and especially bishops who promised in their Episcopal consecration to keep pure uh, with, with zeal and defend the Catholic faith and the deposit of faith without changing it. So we have to remind these bishops what they promised in their Episcopal consecration. Then we have to, to state to them that the errors... To correct them, of course, a fraternal correction with respect and with love. Uh, But we have to do this fraternal correction and then pray for them that may God illuminate them and save their souls. They are publicly doing a display in the eyes of the entire world of betraying Jesus Christ. You speak about
1: these things, confront these things. You probably understand these things in their spiritual realities in a depth which most of us don't. But yet, despite the gravity of what that is and what that really means, you are joyful. You can still smile. You are still hopeful. And you're not depressed and in despair. What is the key to that so that We, the faithful, and so many of the faithful who are suffering because of their own family members or who who are leaving the faith or or going down this
0: strange path, can still embrace joy. If we were depressed, if we would be depressed in this time, we would be no true Christians and Catholics. A Catholic cannot be depressed, no. Why? Because we know our faith. We love our faith, we have to be always proud, wholly proud I mean of our Catholic faith, and we have all what we need. We have the old catechisms, the perennial magisterium of the church, we can read this. We have the Holy Communion, our Lord Jesus Christ there. We have the graces of God, and this is is suffices. And therefore, we have to be joyful every day, that we can live with God, in God, in Christ. This depends on you. When you are living with God in Christ, you are even joyful in the midst of the battle. And uh, otherwise, your faith is weak. You have to, to deepen your Catholic faith. As the martyrs, they were joyful to be persecuted, the apostles. Now, when we witness, of course, humanly spoken, when we witness these phenomena of apostasy as the German, the majority of the German bishops, or of this uh, sad collaboration of the Holy See with the the global ideology uh, of the political elites, of the diversity of religions, of gender ideology and so on. It is sad and it is humanly spoken understandable, but Nevertheless, we have to say we will not allow to us to be intimidated with these phenomena, to be driven in a despair. On the contrary, we will do what we can to proclaim joyfully, with conviction, the true Catholic faith where we are living in our family, where we are working, to do the apostolate and to organize chains of prayer. Because without prayer and do acts of reparation for these churchmen, because we have to keep always a supernatural vision. The church is not a party, a political party. The church is a supernatural uh, phenomenon and reality, and therefore... We have uh, so many helpers. Our Lady, uh, she conquered all the heresies and she is present in the Church. We have to invoke her more with the Holy Rosary. We have the holy angels, the saints, our, our patrons, and so unite ourselves evermore, all, all those who desire to keep pure the Catholic faith and the Holy Liturgy and the Christian life to unite ourselves evermore to promote the true renewal of our holy mother church and lastly excellency we
1: have currently right now the the situation in ukraine and the the war there and this possibility of it spreading further and further i would love to hear your take your on on what's going on there you're you're from that region of the world and and you know you have an understanding, perhaps a somewhat different understanding, from what we do here in America. What's your take on what's going on there and uh, what we should be doing about it?
0: Well, first we have to lament and regret this war, of course. And because those uh, who are suffering there are the innocent people. The simple people, the children, and this is very sad. We have to regret this. And therefore, we have to do all what we can in our prayers to implore the peace, the end of this war. And those in politics must do all what they can to end the war. And thanks be to God, Pope Francis, the Holy See, is trying to, to influence the the, poly, the politicians, those responsible to end the war, to sit down and, and to make peace, treat, treatment, uh, a treaty of peace. And also some goverme- governments, exceptionally, but they are few, like Hungary, thanks be to God. But the majority, it seems, in the West, that are happy with the, with the war, the politicians. They are fueling ever more to, to continue with this war. And this is sad, and this is bad. So we are, and the mass media are brainwashing the entire western population to be, uh, how do you say, to support the war. Not the, the contrary. The mass media and the, main, the mainstream media should promote a desire in the population and to do all what we can for the peace. And this is, from the point of view of Christians, of me as a bishop, the first important thing. To pray for the peace and to do what we can to help these people and to advise, to admonish the politicians uh, to stop the war and really to sit down and and to make a peace. Beautiful.
1: Now, I can promise you, because we do so every day at News, that these many, many viewers are going to be praying for you. And if you would uh, please impart your blessing upon all of us, we would be most grateful.
0: Dominus Vobiscum, et benedictio Dei Omnipotentis Patris, et Filii et Spiritus Sancti descendat super Vos et maneat semper. Amen. Amen. Praised be Jesus Christ,
1: now and forever.